right. We um we're gonna be in First Peter, so turn to First Peter. Make sure on Wednesday nights you bring your Bible, and if you don't have one, we've got a couple I sort of spread around the room, and uh, so feel free to use the ones that we brought tonight. We're doing something different. Repeat this after me. I will hang with you. That's always scary when I tell y'all to repeat after me because usually y'all are mean if I get stuck on something, but this time I made sure there were simple words for me to do. Um, I'm going to share with y'all some stuff tonight, and there's some scripture we're going to look at at the start, and then there's some things we're going to do. Um, So I don't have I don't have a whole lot of stories, but I want you to understand this truth because we're going to be doing some different things. Tonight it's going to take a lot of time. So I'm just going to teach you something right here from the text. And then we're going to jump into some things. I think it's going to challenge you tonight. Are you ready to be challenged? Are you sure? Because sometimes, tell you what, sometimes I want to be challenged, but then I don't want to be challenged. You know what I'm saying? You you hear a truth, you know it's what you're supposed to do, but you're like, oh, dear Lord. So um, that might be where we go for some of you tonight. And some of you, I think we're going to be at a spot where you're going to be like, you know, this is what I need. This is what I want to be about. I know this is what I'm supposed to be about. And so that, that's what we're going to do tonight. Who wrote the book of First Peter? Peter. Oh. Peter did write it. That's right. It was Paul. And some of the panic. Paul, it's Paul. He wrote all this books. It was Peter. And Peter, and who did he write to? Believers or non-believers? Believers, that's right. Believers, and they were in exile, probably in modern-day Turkey, which was within Asia Minor. Okay, so that's who he wrote to. There were Jewish believers in Christ who were exiled from their homeland. This is sort of of who he wrote to. And 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 Peter, have you heard his name before? Is he talked about in the Word of God at all? In the Gospels, he's talked about a, a lot. Now, this is the same Peter um, who we read about in the Word of God, who was brash, who was loud. He 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 usually. Before he thought, that was Peter. Do you know anybody like that? Don't name names, Keith. Um, he raised his hand, though. He raised his hand. Uh, I love you, bud. <clears throat> this is Peter. He's just loud, brash. He led strong, but he also got ahead of himself at times. This is sort of who's the guy that wrote this book. This is the same Peter who, in Luke chapter twenty-two, in verses like fifty-four to sixty-two, denied knowing Christ three times. This one who had lived with him for three years. This is the same guy. The guy that wrote this book is one that said, "Man, I don't know him." It says it got to the point where he cursed. He was so mad. Go, no way. Now, it's not like a cuss word, but he, he, he swore that it, he did not know him. This is the same Peter after Jesus rose from the dead. In Acts 2, we read about that he stands before a group of very educated men and women, and he pre- preaches the word with power and confidence, and he's sure of himself. This is the same Peter that wrote this book. It's also the same Peter, who lived a life, the rest of his life in Acts, and in the rest of his life he lived proclaiming Christ wherever he went. And at the end, a crowd finally got so mad at him that they cru- cru- crucified him, and he begged them to crucify him upside down because he wasn't worthy to be killed like his Lord was killed. So they, they hung him on a cross upside down, and that's the way he died. That is the man that wrote this book. I say that because I want you to understand that he believed in what he said. He lived in what he said. There was a time which he may have been where a lot of you feel timid. I just don't know if I can do this. I, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. And then you slide back and you fail. And we see this in the life of Peter. But all of a sudden we see that he gets it. And when he gets it, he runs with it. So that's who wrote this book. Do you know Peter now? 
Do we understand who wrote the book? He also wrote the book of Second Peter. Very good. Just to let you know, so you can expound on your 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 knowledge of things. That's good. Now, if I could put a title on what I'm speaking about right here, and we're not going to speak very long on it, so hang with me. We're in the book of First Peter, chapter three is where we're going to be. It would be what type of witnesses are we called to be? What type? And there's three things that he talks about clearly in this that we're called to be. So look in First Peter, chapter thirteen, verse. Let me turn that too. Chapter three, verse thirteen. Is there a First Peter three? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say it wrong? Did I stutter? Hey, don't don't yell at me, man. You want the mic, huh? No, I'm kidding. All right, First Peter chapter three, verse thirteen through sixteen, and he says this to believers. He says, "Now, who is there to harm you if you are ze- zealous for what is good? What what does it mean to be ze- zealous, dude? Pastor, you're all in, dude. You're like." You're all in. You know what I'm saying? Sorry if I spit on you, but sorry for that. Okay? Zealous, man. You're going for it. Okay? That's zealous. Verse 14. But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. Verse 15. But in your heart, honor Christ the the Lord as, as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Verse 16, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. Okay, we're just going to stop there. There's three things about being a, a witness in this passage right here. Let's start back at verse 13. Let me read verse 13 and 14 to again. Look at that again. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? So he says, if, if, if you're really out to do good, are there really a lot of folks out to harm you? The truth is, is no, there's not. But there can be some, and he talks about it there in the next word. But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, for doing what is right, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. You know what he's saying right here? To be a witness for Christ, he's just saying, be bold. You know, I was wanting to do the song, be bold, be strong. You know, just run through the camp, tell everybody. You know that song? I love, don't y'all love that song? Next week, should we do, we, we do oh, I got one person that went, no. Okay, so we're not going to do the song. Be bold. That's what we're called. He said, be bold in speaking about Christ. Most people will not do you any harm at all. Someone might. It could be a name call. It could be a, a talk bad behind your back. It's going to talk more about that. Some, some things may come. But understand that when we do this for righteousness sake, for, for what is right, we will be blessed. Now, that's not saying you're going to get a whole lot of money, a big check. I'm going to do this and checks going to come in the mail. Now, you're going to be blessed in such a mightier way than that. So let's go on. So first thing is, be bold. Second thing is, verse 15. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Always being prepared. Always, I didn't stutter. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is it. In you, always being prepared. Can I ask you this? Are you prepared to give a reason for even why you come to this place on 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 Wednesday nights? Besides, well, I've got some friends there, and it's it's um my parents or whatever they dropped me off, and this is where I come. If someone asks why do you go to church, 
what do you say? You know, is there anything, if they go, what do you get out of that? Or why do you go all the time? Or why do you put so much faith in that? Do you have a defense? Do you have something to say? Have you thought about it? I dare say this. I think you know a lot of what to say if you take the time just to write it out one day. Just, just what would I say if they asked me that? Because hopefully you're just not all asleep right now because you're staring at me. Some look sort of intently like you're paying attention, but it could be fooling me bad. You're just like, oh, the face is good. He can't tell I'm asleep. You know? um, but, you know, so the first thing is to be bold. We're told to, to but the next thing is be ready. I mean, we have got to be ready because the times are going to come when we share faith that we're never going to, to expect. I've got, I've got someone that I, I, I've shared my faith with some this past year, and I can't say much. They may, um, they may uh, listen to the podcast online, and so I'm not going to say anything. But um, it's been at the oddest times when I never expected them to ask me things about God or why our church does things for unreached groups around the world or, or, or why, why did we choose to, to adopt or what and it's given me perfect platform I've not I would say I've been prepared because it's been what God's been doing in this but I'm not like playing it like this is what I'm going to say oh yeah 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 but it's been perfect opportunities to talk about Christ talk about God talk about his greatness and how he's he, he's moving and he's got a plan and it's just sort of I, I, I'm glad to say I've been prepared in that. I didn't, I, I don't know if I knew I was prepared, but I was. And I'm so glad that I was. But it gave me perfect opportunity to talk about the greatness of God. So we've got to be bold. We've got to be ready. If someone asks you, um, what do you believe about God? Do you really know what you're going to say? We might go, uh, you might go, he's three and one, and then really could confuse him into going into all that, right? What are you, what are you going to say if someone asks you that? This is what Peter says be ready, always be ready, in season, out. And can I tell you this? Questions are going to come at the least expected times from those that you would expect them least from. They're going to come. Be ready. Okay, I beat that horse dead. Now, 2 Timothy 4.2. This is just another spot. Who wrote the book of Tim- Timothy? Paul. That's right. Paul wrote the book of Timothy. He wrote it to Timothy, who was a young man beginning to lead in, in the church. He wrote it, and this is what Paul says to him. Now, he's a preacher in the church, but this is, it, is what he says. It pertains to Timothy, and it pertains to us. He says, preach the word. Be, be ready in season and out of uh, of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort. That means you correct with the word. That, that, that means you guide with, with the word. That means you encourage with the word. Those are the reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and te- 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 teaching. But once again, Paul says right here, be ready in season now. Just like Peter says, prepared to make a defense for the hope you have. We've got to be bold. We've got to be ready. But look at what it says at the end of verse 15. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. Um, I want you just to understand something because this is true. If you if you are going to actually do this thing what the Word of God says and actually begin to talk about your faith, I've got to tell tell you something. And look what it says: having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, not if you are slandered, there's going to be a point someone's going to rip on you. Someone's going to say something about you being a hypocrite.
bit a, G, a Jesus freak, um, weak, um, a, a loser. That's going to come if you walk down this road. And you might be going, well, why are you saying this to me? Because I don't want to be called that at all. But I want you just to know the truth of what you face when we go down the road to, to be a witness. We've got to be bold. We've got to be ready. The last thing is be, we've got to be kind and compassionate. As, as he says, we do it with with gentleness and respect. We talk about it. Have y'all seen on the news the churches that hold the signs up um, that are, are saying things? Gays, go to hell. We hate you. God hates you. Burn, burn, burn. Baby, burn, burn, burn. Have y'all seen those signs? Are those things not seen on TV? Okay, there's ch- churches, or if you go to shows somewhere, they're, they're out there and they're just yelling mad hate at a lot of folks. And some of the things that they're saying are true. I believe it that they are true. But they're not saying it with gentleness and respect. They're not saying with love that because God gives us love even though we are so sinful. We ought to learn to give love back. We don't accept what they do, but we don't beat them down. And even when we share faith, sometimes you think someone has convinced you that if you speak about God and they don't turn to God, then it's your fault and you failed. And that's not the case at all. Whenever you open your mouth and speak about God, you know the success and the praise and the glory that God gets even when you just speak His name out. It's not up to you to save them. It's up to you just to speak speak His name, speak about His greatness. So we're called to be kind and compassionate. Um, Do you all think there are good ways to witness and bad ways? Yes. Okay, good. That's good. We ought to be aware that. I've got a skit guys video we're about to watch that is entitled Bad Ways to Witness. Um, because um, I want you to, um, first of all, not do these things and uh, maybe have a, a little bit of laugh out of it as well. But, um, <clears throat> who what? You? Yeah, we get to laugh. Because when you talk, we don't laugh at all. We just stare at you. What? So the three things that in, in the text it talks about, the first thing is we need to be what? Oh, the next thing is we need to be ready. ready. And the third thing, we, we, we need to be kind and compassionate. Okay? The way that we do it, we've got to be loving. Those all work. That's what we're called to do. Take a look at this Skit Guys video, and there's a little bit more that we're doing tonight, so don't go to sleep. We want to take a moment and show you some bad ways of witnessing. The first bad technique is the, is the relationship method. Uh, God, I am uh, just really not good at this whole witnessing thing, so would you just make me a servant? I mean, when people come by, what's mine should be there, so make me a servant. I I hate cold coffee. That is nasty. Hey, Jake. You ready to go to the meeting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're waiting for us. Great. Is that coffee? Well, it is. Can I have a sip of your coffee? Ooh, you don't want this. No, give me a sip of your coffee. No, 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 seriously. Okay, Jake, I didn't want to say this, but people around the office are talking about you, and they say you're a taker. Is that the reputation you want to have is be a taker, 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 huh? Why don't you be a giver for once, okay? I've been working all night on this on this presentation, and I just want to sip your coffee. Quit being a taker and be a giver. Come on, give me a sip of your coffee. Okay. <laughs> half and half in here? Kinda. Is this a mocha? It's more like a muca. Got it. <laughs> the next 
bad uh, method of witnessing is what we like to call the in-your-face method. Hey, um, God, I think we have a great way of witnessing, so um, you just bring people my way, and I'll just share the love. Just bring them my way, and I'll just share everything with them. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus loves you. The next bad method is the heaven versus hell method. Okay, I think I could get the... Excuse uh, me, sir. Excuse me. Me? Yes. Yes, excuse, uh, excuse me, sir. Yeah, what, what's up? Yes, give a moment of your time that I might ask you a pertinent question or two. Sure, what's your name? Uh, Steve Stevenson. <laughs> all right. Okay, what's, what's, what's up? Yeah. Uh, um, please don't look. Okay, all right. First of all, habla uh, inglés. That means you speak English and Spanish. <laughs> Yeah, I've been talking to you in English, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, I wasn't thinking. That's yeah. good, because I don't know Spanish. <laughs> My next word to you would have been adios. Yeah, you know, that's it. Okay. Okay, please go, please. Uh, if you were to die in 97, what would you say? You said it to him, would you say him? Steve, is it? Stevie? Yes, what I said, Steve Stevenson. I don't understand what you just said. Can you slow it down for me a little bit, please? Okay. If you were to die tonight and you were standing before the Lord and he were to say to you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say to him? I think it's a great... That's what I thought you would say, sinner. <laughs> you, you, you better turn to burn. You hear what I'm saying? You better get right or you're going to get left. You hear me? You better get sanctified or you're going to get chicken fried. You, 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 better, you better get glorified or you're going to get face fried. You better get with the Lord or drive a Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get with the Lord or drive a Ford? No, no, don't stop me now. I'm on a roll. Listen up. Can you hear this? Oh, help us. Oh, help us. You hear that? Did you hear it? It, it ain't funny. Oh, help us. You hear that? Yeah, I hear it. Yeah, that's the sound of the countless souls who've gone to hell before you, and they're crying out. They're crying out. Oh, help us, please. <laughs> you know what that sound is? <laughs> you know what that sound is? <laughs> I don't know what that sound is. Well, it means I need to get my retainer tightened. <laughs> but it's also a fine simulation of the sizzling flesh in hell. Help us! What's your name, mister? Charles. Yeah. Can you hear him now? Oh, 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 Charles! Oh, we don't want you in charge of our lives! Well, if you would have allowed me to answer your first question, I would have told you. It's not funny. I would have told you that I'm a believer. And I don't think this is a great way of witnessing to people. Furthermore, I I think you and I go to the same church. Are you Bobby Shadowback? Didn't he say Yes. Tell Bobby I said hi. Okay. And maybe, maybe you don't have any gimmick. Maybe you just, if you have a friend that needs to know the Lord, maybe just tell him. Hey, 
What's up? Coming by. Sure, yeah, what's up? Um, I owe you something. Yeah, you owe me ten bucks. Yeah, not that. I owe you something more important. Well, you really owe me ten dollars. I know, I know. But what I owe you is is more important. You owe me ten bucks. You're killing me. Like I got, I don't have ten. I mean, I got a credit card. Okay. Now you have, now you have my credit card. Yeah, I'll carry that burden. Okay, okay. Um, no, what what I need to give you, what I owe you, is a track. I don't do drugs. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's it's this. Um, it's this booklet. Um, it's everything that I believe. Everything you believe is in this little booklet. Um, no, no, no. Everything I believe about God is in there. I got, I got it at my church. How long have you believed this? Uh, since I like six or seven, I guess. How long have we been friends? Forever. What? How, how come you just didn't tell me about it? Because <laughs> I was, I mean, I was afraid, you know? I was afraid you'd get mad. Or, I was afraid. You, you were afraid to tell me that God loves me and has a wonderful plan for my life? It's right here. Yeah, I read it. No, 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 no. I was just afraid. I'll read it. No, no, you I'll have to. It. It's not I'll, I'll read it. Maybe that's what we could do. Maybe instead of trying to come up with the next newfangled, super exciting way to share the gospel with someone, we can stop long enough to simply look at them and say, guess what? God loves you and has an incredible plan for your life. All right, all right. Hang with me. Some of you are going to try that heaven and hell one just for fun. Um, come back to me. When I was in Ethiopia about a year and a half ago, I um, I went there and we flew over and it took us 28 hours to fly over there. We, we went to, to help serve and reach an unreached people group that was there. And so we, we go in... Um, been doing this for 18 years, not 19 years, so so it's not the first trip I've been on like that or whatever. So you go in there, and you think you know things, you know what's going on, and and you're you're there to help and and help them just to get some things and and serve. We get there, we're there for about a day, and we go to meet the church, the first church that's really begun this movement among 6.5 million people that have never heard the word of God, that have never heard of God's love. For them, they've never heard of the gift of the Son. So we go there, and as we go into this compound, because it's sort of against the law to speak about Christ out loud outside the walls there, we go into this compound. And I remember going into it, and as I walked into it, I, I don't know if, if y'all seen, have y'all seen the Rudolph the Red News Reindeer, and this is weird, with the claymation where it's got the abominable snowman. That, as it, when I was a kid, freaked me out galore, you don't understand. But now you look at it and go, oh, okay. Um, um, did y'all re- remember the Island of Misfit Toys? Yeah. Okay, forgive me for thinking this, but when I walk in here, I see a group of about six or eight eight people, and the first thing I think of Island of Misfit Toys. Okay, you think, and I, I know it's wrong, but we we do that, don't we? We sort of judge first appearance. My first impression: there's uh, uh, 
a lady about 30, and most of them were in sort of rags. She was about 30, had been stung, stung by a, a spider bug thing, and her eye was swollen to about out to here. It was just like oozing and stuff like that. Another guy was real gimpy and, um, and just a lot of no, no teeth, and just you think, oh, dear Lord, just forgive me, Lord, because this is what I thought, and I've already asked him to forgive me, but I thought, oh, there's no hope for this movement. That's why, because this is what I saw, and we walked in, and we sat on these mats, and they sang some songs, sort of like what we do in this place. They sang some songs, songs together. Um, the missionary there named Travis, he began to teach them, and he t- taught them a lesson that was probably about a fourth or a fifth of what I just taught you all tonight. Just a simple lesson on God's love and God's plan for their life. A very simple three-phrase thing. He explained it a few times and that was the whole point. And so then he asked, among this group of eight people, he says, how many of you who here shared their faith this week like we asked you to, or shared what you learned last week? Who here went out and shared it? And everybody in the room raised their hand. Now part of you you think, ah, uh, peer, peer pressure. They're all just sort of raising their hand. Well, then they all sudden, they all sudden, he said, well, who did you share with? Sort of share, and they began to share stories. One guy had shared with 107 people that week, Christ. And they had all had just gone out wherever they went and just, and what they had shared was what they learned the week before. They were basic beginning learners. Their faith was so young they could barely even stand. And all they did was they went out and they shared what they had learned that week. And in that movement now, it's been going on for two years from this group of eight. This group, it started from this church. It's like the early church, first church there for this group of people. They believe there could be close to 10,000 believers in this one people group because of this one church right now. And I hear that and I go, oh, dear Lord. Our excuses fall so short of who you call us to be. And so I'm going to challenge y'all for the next four to five weeks. And me doing this tonight, our group could be up to down to 12. We could grow to 12 next week. Because this is what we're doing. We're going to... The challenge is this. I think we, we all admit we're supposed to share faith. The last statement that he said in that video, he, he said the phrase... You know, we sometimes just need, need, need to tell them God loves you and has a plan for your life. That's a great first step. The first step we want to do to share faith is to talk about God. That's our first step, and that's our first goal for this week. And let, let me lay out the challenge for you. It is this week, two, two people who um, you don't know if they're church or not. Don't go to someone in this room. Oh, if they're, if they're not, you can go talk to them. But still, talk to them, but you know what I'm saying. If you don't know if they're church or not, bring up God in the conversation. Ask them, what do you think about God? Or do you believe in God? That's all you got to ask. And they respond. And then once they, they respond, there's a perfect opportunity. You, can go, you know, I go, I go to the edge and I go to church um, because I think God is, is loving and kind and just. God cre- cre- created the world. He created you and me. And uh, I go because He deserves my praise. Simple. That's all. That is all. If it goes, for, don't feel like you've got to say more. Because next week I want to give you a little a next line to share. But your your goal for, for this week is to talk about God. Is is that is that mean for me to ask you all to do? 
Is that a good, good challenge? Yes. You think you're up for that challenge? Now I've got, I've got some, some, something here, um, and they are. It's it's a bracelet, okay, and it's called King's Witness. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pass them out or as we break up, I'm going to have them up here for folks to grab. I am going to ask you this. Don't grab more than one. If you get one, don't like, I want to get one to a friend. Don't do that tonight. I've got enough for the crowd in here and I can always try to try it and get more. But I want to show you, um, it's a bracelet and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, we're not going to teach it exactly on it, but I, w- I want you to understand it's got some s- sim- symbols on it. And the, okay, so that's what it, it, ha- it has on it. Now, if you go to the next thing, I'll explain what the five things mean. It's, it's, it's the, once you un- understand who God, who, who, who God is, that's what we're talking about this week. Next week, we're going to talk about man and sin and how that keeps us away from God and how can we share that in a con- con- conversation. From that point, we're going to see that we have no way to get to God. So God made a way. The thing that points down, it's He came. Who's the He? Okay, we know that, right? He came to earth, born of a a virgin, came fully human, but still fully God. God saw that we were hopeless, and God made a way. The next one was that He died. He died on a cross. But you know what? He didn't just die on the cross. That when he was he was hung on the cross, that the payment of sin is death. And God took this, your sin and mine, past, present, and, and future, those that have put their faith in him, placed them on his son. The, and he who knew no sin became sin for us. He took our place. He took... He, he, he that was beautiful became disgusting and gross. And the sin that was laid on him killed him on the cross. So that's what he died. He arose. He arose. Death could not hold him. The grave could not hold him. He overcame death in the grave, just like you and I can overcome death in the in the grave through our faith in him. He didn't just rise from the grave, but he ascended to back to heaven to be at the right hand of the Father, to rule and to reign. And then it's got a thing that points down, which is that he is, is coming back. You understand that is a great thing, that he is coming back to take us home. He's gone to prepare a place for us, and he's going to come back to take us home. That's what is on the bracelet. A simple. My hope is, my hope is that Yes. My hope is that when you wear it, someone will go, what, what in the world is that? And you can do this. Well, let me ask you this. You believe in God? Oh, perfect opening. And just talk to Him. That's all you've got to do. You, you can try to go through, go through this more and talk, but we'll, we'll go in depth on this in, in a few weeks. But we're going to do this for four or five weeks. And uh, I, I'm just going to ask if... If you're up to the challenge, because each week when we come back in our small groups that we break up into, we're going to go, hey, who did what you're supposed to do this week, and can you share about it? It's going to be a group of your peers you're in a room with. That's why we might go, well, okay, we got six here next week. No, come here and be a part of this. Come here. Even if you've had a bad week, you tried and it didn't go well, I'm not all asking is that you try. Just get the God's name out. And that is success. That is great success if we can do that. So as, you, as we break into groups, I'm going to um, have the bands out, out here. And if you want to be a part of the challenge, take a band. But only take one. Everybody understand? So we can't take 45. <laughs> what, what's that? Can't take 45 bands? 
No, only one. Thank you. Thank you. Only one. Now, this is what we're doing. Um, Eric is going to have the high school guys in this room right here. Okay? He's going to have some things to ask you guys. Um, think about it. Y'all are big enough to respond to what, because it's things to help you, and how can you complete this task this week? Um, Candy, I'm going to have you take the middle school girls all the way in the back, okay? And, and go back to that room you were at the last time with the high school girls. Shell, can you take the middle school guys? Okay, perfect, okay? So I'm going to pray. When I get done praying, I'm going to have the band sitting right here at the front. Come up, grab one. Um, girls, don't leave like the bright red or green for the guys. I don't know if they'll want to wear those. There's some pretty brown or whatever. Hey, listen, just grab a band. And more important than the band is the, is the commitment you're making with it to be in on this. That's what's important about this. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for each one here, Lord. I thank you for um, the gift of your son. And Lord, help us not miss that in, in the midst of all this, Lord, that you call us to be a, a witness, that you call us to be a light, that you call us to be bold, even when we're scared. Um, Lord, help us to have courage to seek you, to trust you, to follow you. Lord, help us to have courage to say your name this week. And Lord, even if we are rebuked or mocked, Lord, we understand that for your righteousness sake, when we're rebuked or mocked, that we're blessed. Lord, help, help us to keep each other accountable. Help us to encourage each, each other at school. Help us be what a youth group is supposed to be. Uh, and, and just, I thank you for each one here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The, the middle school guys are just going to meet right over here. Sam.